Hey, what's up? This is a podcast. The title of it is Recovered AF. I almost said, almost said as fuck. What if somebody was listening for the first time and then they heard me say that and then they're like, I'm not listening to this. They swear. Anyway. Fuck those people. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Kyle, you heard him say fuck those people. He's a podcasting person that does this with me. And now he gives a, since we've recovered, now he gives a disclaimer about that. Uh, my first disclaimer is I was just kidding about that first sentence out of my mouth. Um, Some things just can't take back, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about that, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other disclaimer is a uh, we, as a podcast, Recovered AF, are not affiliated in any way at all whatsoever with any 12-step organization. Uh, we are just a couple of individuals who like to talk about their life experiences that sometimes relate to stuff that goes on in 12-step stuff. Fuck, I'm fucked this up. Perfect. I wasn't listening anyway, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> but anyways, they uh, we, we're not affiliated. We're not spokespeople for. We don't represent any 12-step organization at all. And I'm not going to use the F word again for the rest of this podcast. Okay. Well, we've got a professional coming on later, so we definitely can't say it then. So if you do need to get it out, you just get it out now. I'm going to get it out in the next one. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then just a couple of quick things before we figure out. We don't even know what we're going to talk about yet still. But before we figure that out, we have to get We got another email this week. So I want to just give a shout out to John C., for emailing the show and uh, letting us know that he appreciated what we were doing. So thanks for the email, man. We also got a review on uh, the iTunes yeah. store thing, which was cool. So if you have the ability to do that and you don't want to write an email, but you want to leave a review for us, um, you can do it via that format as well. Yeah, that was a pretty cool review. That was really mm -hmm. cool. It was nice. Some guy from neither of us have ever met yeah. said... That he found some value in the podcast, which that, was cool. That's important. We've got a, a lot of positive feedback from people we know, but yeah, I mean, they already know us. They already they get to be around our aura and our presence a lot, and so or or have in the past. So they already know they're pretty accustomed to our awesomeness already. Yeah, to have an individual say something that we've never met yeah. was cool. Some somebody we yeah, that's right. So shout out to that. I think it's a dude. So shout out to that dude. Or gal. Yeah, either one. Or whatever. Yeah, shouts out to that individual. Yes. Um, what are we talking about, Marty? I don't know. I told you we can just talk about the PGA Championship. There's my boy Brooks. We're watching golf again. That's our Sunday ritual. <laughs> because it's the day. if we record on Saturday night, we watch UFC. And if we record on Sunday during the day, we watch golf. Pretty much, right? Yeah, I would say that's pretty. Or the NBA playoffs, but that's fucking a joke. <laughs> I, said, I said that. Uh, that's a joke, sucker. Uh, but yeah, what? What? Um, we were we were contemplating doing another step exploration. Yeah, so that's an, that's a good idea. And a couple of days ago, I was pretty excited about it. But then, usually, when it comes time down to do it, I don't really. Yeah. I think my fear around doing it is um, that I just don't want to sound like somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, because I, I mean, I have my own personal experience. Right. But I don't want to like 
come up from this spiritual mountaintop place and be like, this is how you do this. Yeah. I think that's valid because the one thing that I would say, and this is something that becomes more evident with me, is um, we can share our experience with whatever we're doing and someone else might have a different experience and that doesn't mean one of us is right and the other one's wrong. So like... I think it's okay for us to share our experience. And if someone has a different one, that's okay too. Like it doesn't mean that I used to live in a world in my own mind where it's like if we are doing something and it's not the same, one of us is doing it incorrectly. And usually I think it's you, not me. Right. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yeah. And like today I'm just like, yeah, I mean, everyone, every, I was talking with, I met with my sponsor before I came over here and that's what we were kind of talking about it at one point was just like, People do it differently, yeah, and but that's he, okay. He doesn't know shit, so he, he's a well, spiritual ninja. <laughs> so he's a real fucking asshole. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite. Uh, all right, we can do that, and then we can share our experience. And then, if the people listening, the other thing I worry about too is because since so many people that aren't in recovery have seemed to be enjoying the podcast, I'm like. Well, if we're talking about writing inventory, that's fucking boring. But I guess, again, like they're not all, you know, I, you know, you were saying how uh, my an old sponsor of mine said I sponsor through movies or. Yeah, through sport, <laughs> sports quotes or movies. Yeah, it just reminds me of um, Bad Santa when Billy Bob <laughs> Thornton gets all hammered and, and gets into that kid's nativity calendar. Yeah. Or what, what's it called? An advent calendar. That's what it is. And uh, gets all hammered and eats all his chocolates and then wakes up the next day and feels bad about it. And so he, like, puts some of his stuff back in him and one's a ca- candy corn. And he's, yeah. like, he asked him if he got into his advent calendar. He's, like, because this one's a, ca- a candy corn. He's, like, well, they all can't be fucking winners, kid. <laughs> so that's sort of the That's thing. what you think about the podcast. Yeah, they all can't be winners. See, and I was thinking the other way that, like, uh like if we reference the podcast you and I listen to all the time, Rogan's, I don't listen to all of his because sometimes he has guests that I just, I'm not, he had one on this week I didn't listen to because I was just like, I don't really care. I don't yeah. really care about a, a stand-up comedian I've never heard of. And, okay. But the other three that he released, I did listen to. Okay. So I think we put out stuff you and I like and then... If people don't like it, they're not going to listen. And if we try to get to this place where everybody likes every single one we do, we're doing it for the wrong reason. Then somebody is doing it wrong. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. So if we just put out what we like. Oh, okay. Because it's our podcast and we can put out whatever we want. We do what we want. My fear is that if we do, this is where I get a little bit concerned, is if we put out a step exploration, we get close. Not really, but we get kind of close to affiliation. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we've made it clear that, like, you and I have recovered from our um, illnesses through application and of the 12 steps or having done them. Yeah. So I think maybe we can just get it. Yeah, I'm drinking a Diet Coke. Make, yeah. make a double double disclosure that if we're, if we're going to do this step of exploration about the fourth step today, then... Um, we're not um, spokespeople for the 12 steps, and this is not, there is no, um, I don't know, like, what am I trying to say? Like, this is just our perception of how to do inventory. Yes. And that doesn't mean that it would be 
the only way or the correct way or that we've been sponsored by or given instruction to to talk about this. Like this is just the way you and I have gone through the work, but that does not mean that we are representing 12-step organizations. Okay. It just kind of gets kind of weird, but I... I think I think we gotta just navigate those waters and okay. just do it. What do you think? Sure. Okay, so nine minutes into this thing, if anyone is still listening, we have we're gonna Wake do up. a fourth step exploration based off of Aaron's experience and my experience, which again is in no way a representation of a twelve step organization, and we are not spokespeople for them. I think that's clear now. We needed that one more <laughs> disclaimer. So just to be clear, yeah. <laughs> one more time. All right. Well, how much have you listened to that book uh, Ken talked about, the spirituality of imperfection, no. or read it? No, I read it. Well, I listened to it, and it references Alcoholics Anonymous in it a ton. It does. Yeah, a lot, a whole bunch. And they're not affiliated. Mm-mm. So I think we're okay. We're just a podcast. Yeah, it gave me more confidence to be okay talking about 12-step stuff because that book did it. And people that are who I value in the program like that book still. So I, I think, think we're okay. That, and I'm, I'm hoping that open-minded, well-balanced folks will understand. And people that don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. And then Stay I, tuned. And then also everybody else too. Yeah. And then the other ones. <laughs> are you going to read something or are we just going to talk about know. it? I don't know. Maybe just read the fourth step. Isn't that what we did with the tenth step? Was like just yeah. read it off okay. of uh, how it works. Okay, so I'll just read from page 64. Oh, okay. Is that what you mean? I was thinking just read like num- step number four off of how it works. Oh. Like in that page where it lists them. Okay. And then we can discuss it. But All right. Do so. you, bro. This is the Marty show. And I'm the guy, the guest that comes in on this sometimes. Remember? That's right. It's Kunu's experience. Yeah. For those people listening, um, there's there there may be an attempt going forward to slowly phase Kyle out of the book. <laughs> 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 there's just going to be more me and less Kyle. <laughs> I think that based on my interaction with Kyle's mom yesterday, she also would like there to be... More Marty. Less Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, shoot. So the fourth step as it reads on the wall is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. I don't even, I don't even, I don't know. I don't like that. (laughs) You don't want to do it? No, I just, it's just. We can press stop right now. and No, no, that's not what I don't like. It's just this really general thing. I think it's because I saw a movie once that was made in the 80s during the treatment boom with, Michael Keaton and like mm. he had this over the phone sponsor and he's to- and he calls him up and he tells him to make a moral and fearless inventory and then that's just all he does and does he search? I don't know. He just writes a confessional, which oh, okay. makes sense. That's what I did the first time. There you go. Yeah. Now we're getting into it. Okay. <laughs> so I think I've told people before I was in a twelve step program the first time. I was in treatment at nineteen and a twelve step program at twenty and um. I did did have a sponsor, and I don't remember getting... I don't remember the guidance I got on the fourth step. That doesn't mean that I didn't get any. Um, I don't think I can. What are you doing? Where are you going? 
Kyle's leaving. Kyle just got up right in the middle of me talking. Oh, what happened was the golf switched from um, one channel to the other channel because it's noon. Kyle had to go change it. So uh, we're not going to not watch golf. Yeah, we can do two things at a time. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking shit mostly. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I don't remember. That doesn't mean I got didn't get directions. I just don't remember. But I do remember just writing a confessional. And then... Um, and then that was just all of the little crappy things I'd done to people that I felt guilty about, pretty much. And then um, when I returned at the age of 35, I did a fourth step, and it was a much different experience in which I made lists and columns and rows. And then that's what I know today to be inventory, because our our, our literature later, when it sort of sets up what we're supposed to be doing, say, says it uses the analogy of businesses have to take a regular inventory or or they go broke, and that um, we're, we're doing a fact-finding, fact-facing process and trying to discover the truth about the stock and, and, and trade and get rid of the stuff that doesn't work. Um, and so that's inventory. It doesn't say we told everybody about the time we tricked some girl and pretended she won a bike and she really didn't or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Yeah. Now you should talk. So what is uh, what do you, what do you, what do you do? You talked about columns and okay. So it so says, like what's um, the first column? So the first, there's three inventories that I do now, and the first one's uh, called a resentment, a resentment inventory, and um, so the first one is like, so what I would do is I would take a piece of paper and I would turn it sideways, and then I would fold it in half, and then I would quarter it, and then I would draw, you know, make four columns out of a piece of paper that I quartered, and uh, in that first column would be the thing that I'm resentful at. And there's three things that I list when I'm resentful at something. I list people, um, institutions, and principles. People, that makes a lot of sense. Right, just anyone that you are resentful at. First column, first resentment, Kyle. Bingo. I'm resentful at Kyle. Okay, so that's first column, yeah. the first quarter of your first page. Yeah. So then what would your... Do we want to go through what an institution and a principal would be, or do we want to walk through... An, an, an institution would be like... Um, like jail. Yeah, or, or or maybe my employer, maybe a police department or something the along those lines. The legal system. Yeah, right. Yeah, something along those lines. And then, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, a principal, the way it was explained in the definition that I use with the guys that I take to the work, is an old idea that we tell ourselves about ourselves that isn't true, and... For example, for me, that would be like uh, that I'm going to fail. Just it doesn't matter what, what endeavor I ever took in my life. I was dominated with the, the idea that I was going to fail at everything I did. And mm -hmm. the result of that was never doing anything or actually failing. Right. And, and then an, another principle I think could just be an old idea. For example, like uh, same-sex marriage or something is a principle. Like yeah. it's an old idea. Like it's an idea, right? It's right. like something that has some legs to it or whatever. Yes. 
that that you could be resentful at. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Okay. So then let's use your resentful at me for an example. What would your second column be? Okay. So the second column is the cause, and that's why I'm resentful at Kyle. Um, and I'm resentful at Kyle because he's, I don't, I can't even think. Because <laughs> of my boyish charm and my full head of hair. Yeah, that's well, right. Three quarters full head of hair. I'm resentful at Kyle because he thinks he's better than me. That's right. Okay. Thinks he's better than me. Perfect. So yeah. then if you were to do that, what would your third column be? So then the third column I have to look at what's affected in me. And the, the things I have to choose from, or the, the, what it gives us, at least in our literature, is our, uh, um, our, my, my self-esteem, my security, my ambitions, my personal relations, or my sex relations. It also gives uh, pride down here. Mm-hmm. So okay, so let's walk through that, Kyle, because he thinks he's better than you. Okay, that would what would that affect inside of you? That would affect my self esteem, uh, which is like I don't know. Self esteem is a hard one, I think, to try and explain to new people, but it's sort of the how the view I have of myself. Right. So, uh, so it affect my self esteem. Um. It, it would affect my personal relations, uh, clearly with Kyle. Um, it would affect, it, it, you know, in this particular situation, it would affect my security because Kyle and I have a podcast together, so that would definitely affect my security. It would affect my ambitions, again, because Kyle and I have a podcast together. And um, I think that's it. Right. Yeah. I think one important thing to discuss right here is that, at least in my experience... I have been resentful at people that um, that I don't necessarily hate and wish they would die or anything crazy like that, right? Like for me, at least, like some of my resentment can be geared towards people that I that I navigate relationships with. Does that make sense? Yeah, when, it happens all the time, right? I mean. Like this is a good example of like if you were actually resentful at me. Yeah, maybe you are. I don't know. If you were, then <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> yeah, if you were, this would be a good example of that because you and I interact regularly. Yet that doesn't resentment for me. It's just important to get the definition of that in that, my mind. Yeah, um, one that I, um, I guess, have used sometimes with the people I worked with is like from the Latin translation translation, and that was to refill. Mm-hmm. So like when people were wondering what a resentment was, it's when I think about it and then if I experience emotion with it again and again, then mm-hmm. that's that resentment. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that can happen to people that I actually hate or to people that I don't hate, but like they're doing something that I perceive is is affecting something inside inside of me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't have to be with somebody I like despise and want to see the end of or whatever. Correct. Yeah. I think those are the ones that are actually harder to to navigate because I, it's easy for me to just pull it, turn it like this and then up. <laughs> I bumped I bumped my microphone stand and now it's all fucked up. That's a little better. That's way better. Yeah. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. But yeah, that 
those ones to me can be harder to a put down on paper because I don't want to admit that I'm resentful at this person that is a part of my life and b I can kind of talk myself out of it by being like well that's just you know what I mean it's easy to put down someone I resent when I actually despise that person or place or institution or principle but that's right I start using the word uh, should yeah in relation to that and I was like I should I shouldn't feel that way exactly um, and th- like that could happen easy with my parents right because mm-hmm. I'm like oh, I can get I can get resentful maybe when I especially that first inventory of things that happened growing up but you know and my rational brain says look they they did the best they they could mm-hmm. they gave me a better life than they had and you shouldn't feel this way right but also our book says that when we're writing this shit down the only thing that counts is thoroughness and honesty exactly and so that's where that comes in for me is like it's not so much that i'm trying to avoid writing stuff down putting on the list because i feel like uh, i don't know because i don't want to tell somebody about it it's because i get the should and shouldn'ts with having that resentment right Okay, so at this point, we have listed the person. Kyle. What they did. Thinks he's better than me. What does it affect? My self-esteem, my personal relations, my ambitions, my security. Okay. And so that at that point, we are three columns in. Yeah, it's that simple. Yeah, that's it. That's and all? It, that's, it's that. Okay. And then you, how do you go about it? I've heard people say, do all of column one. And then go to column two, and then go to column three, and then I personally like to walk through each each person, institution, or principle through the first three columns, and then I move on to another one. I I tend to go down. I tend to start writing people, but see the way I do it, the way I write is all like. Um, you know, okay, so I'll sit down and I know I have to write inventory and I've, I've, I've made time to do it and I can't avoid it anymore and it's mm-hmm. time to get it done. And I pray and I ask God for some help and to see the truth in these things. Yep. And then I'll just start writing names, you know, and, and say maybe three or four names come to mind. I mean, my last one didn't have very many people on it is the good thing, I guess, about it. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I'll write until I can't think of any more names and then I'll move over to the second column and then I'll go down and... uh and then I'll go start back over up at the third column. So you go by the column. Yeah. I go by the row. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You're probably wrong. You're just going to say you're <laughs> doing you it were. wrong, bro. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I said it first, so that means I'm correct. Okay. So. But, okay, so now that we've gotten to that point. I'm um, just saying you just proved that you think you're better than me. So <laughs> yeah. everybody knows that I, my resentment is now valid. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, <laughs> well, have you looking back through your first actual inventory experience have you ever looked at column three before like have you ever thought about like what's being affected inside of me when you're resentful at someone no never neither i've never done that thing and that's something i honestly i struggle with and one of the cool experiences i had is we had somebody come up 
and uh, do a big book study, big book workshop maybe with us. And it was like a whole day thing. And he like the first half he told his story and then the second half of the day he went and took us through his steps and how he did them and mm-hmm. his experience going through them and sponsoring people. Because there's two experiences through all of this. Right. There's the, there's the experience that we have doing the work ourselves and then there's the experience taking the other one, somebody else to the work. Mm-hmm. And um, But what he had seen is that guys really struggled in either the third column or the fourth column. And that really hit home to me because like, I really don't, I I have a hard time with the third column. I was like, I don't know. And I really want to like downplay what was affected in me. Right. I'm not really sure. And like, I'm looking for clarity. Whereas in the, when we get to the fourth column and we'll get to that, you know, here in a minute, but like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I was clearly da da da. Yeah. That doesn't mean I always see my mistakes, but, uh, it seems easier for me to point the finger at me than it does to look what might be affected in me. Right. I am the same way, I think, because I just want to not experience emotion or feelings. So I just kind of have glossed over that my entire life and like not really even known that stuff's going on affects me because I just put on this false exterior of like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Right. And yeah, whatever. And in reality, like that was the first time I actually started to look at like what's going on inside of me like how do I feel about stuff like this because I've never I've never thought about it my response is just like fuck that person and I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm over it and I just boom cut them out of my life or whatever and and that's a uh, not been effective it's like uh <laughs> gonna use another sports analogy yes but you know when guys are boxing and somebody gets tagged pretty good and then they shake their head at the other guy like it didn't hurt and that's how you know it did hurt mm-hmm. it's like when i say i don't give a fuck yeah that's the clear indicator yeah. that i absolutely that, do give a fuck i'm hurting <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i don't give a fuck yeah exactly mm, wrong <laughs> yeah. okay tough guy yeah, yeah. so okay so that's good because that is my experience as well and it talks about in our literature it says like to see that others have wronged us is as far as many of us ever got something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. that to me, that's like the first two columns. Like yeah. I, my entire life, I would live in a place where like, okay, I, I clearly am bothered by this and this is why. And that was it. I would never get any further than that. Yeah. And yeah. That makes, yeah. that's the way I live. And exactly. like my well, whole I'll life, st- I'll still work with guys or even my, you know, be, be capable of myself or receive a phone call and somebody just wants to talk about something that somebody else has done. And, you know, we have yeah. to, you know, politely remind them it sounds like you've got those first two columns pretty, yeah. pretty cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> I use the phrase second column living. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. yeah. Which is easy. And that's my, that's my old default setting was to just live life that way. Yeah. And where, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say where the world and the people in it dominated me. And it's obvious to see that. And like, and I think the thing that I, that I know about life is that's just, that's, that's people, right? That's not just, you know, one thing Amber um, sometimes would be like, Hey, I don't, you guys think you're pretty fucking special, but you, you know, you guys are talking about very human things. Yeah. Right. And so like, these are very human things. And uh, like what separates me from the consequences of maybe somebody that's not a drug addict is the consequence for me living in those resentments is to use again. Right. And then that's setting in the whole bad, fucking ball that's a bad down. Idea. Yeah. yeah. My uh, bad things happen. Our mutual friend used to reference this, uh, the book called uh, The Human Condition. Uh-huh. And that's what it talks about a lot is like, oh, yeah, these feelings and behaviors and stuff are are not unique because yeah. I'm an alcoholic. Right. They're they're experienced by everybody. Everybody yeah. experiences fear or experiences resentment or spends time looking at what other people have done to them 
you know, so yeah. it's not unique. Right. The difference, like you said, for me is that if I do not actively work towards getting better with those things, I generally will just get drunk again. And so same deal. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So then now we're going to, we're going to, and what I usually say, this is at least my experience is when I start to look at column three and four, um, I start to look at, and our, our, our literature references, we're going to look at it from an entirely different angle. And I believe that's where that happens is in columns three and four is I am no longer looking at this situation or this relationship or this institution or this idea the same way. I'm going to look at it from an entirely different angle. And so that is the third column is I'm looking at it from a different perspective of like what's going on inside of me. And then what what do you do in your fourth column? The fourth column it's gives me instructions here, and I just want to read this so that um, I don't uh, I don't fuck it up. Um, it tells me to refer to my list again and again, like Kyle had referenced. I'm looking at it from an entirely different angle. It tells me to look at my list again, and then it tells me putting out of our minds the wrongs others had done. We resolutely look for our own mistakes. So that's a very clear instruction for me there. It says to forget about what the fuck the other guy has done and look for my own mistakes. And my sponsor that I had the last time, the one that I called that loves two time zone time zones east would tell me that I'm um, not looking for my part is how he said it. He said if, and I know that anybody said if I have a part, then the other one has a part, but that's not what it says right here. It says I'm putting out of mind what they've done and I'm looking for my own mistakes. Right. Period. And then the next line is, where was I to blame or something, right? Yeah, that's right. And the next line said, um, okay, uh, we resolutely look for our own mistakes. It says, where had we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened? Um, though, though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? The inventory was ours, not the other man's. We saw our faults and listed them. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly, and we're willing to set these matters straight. So, there's where we, there's where our wrongs are. It right. just tells me in the in the book right there in black and white. Those are my wrongs. So your fourth column is your wrongs or yes. bl- your blame column or whatever you want to call it. The exact nature of those. Yes. And so then, the, what that looks like is it tells me to look for four things: selfish, dishonesty, self-seeking, and uh, frightened. Where, uh, yeah. Where was I frightened? And so again. I still use the definitions, at least of selfish and self-seeking, that that um, two time zone East sponsor gave me. And selfish was is mine, and you can't have it. And self-seeking was it's yours, and I want it. Mm-hmm. And then dishonesty that can that can be tricky because um, sometimes in being self-seeking, I'm dishonest with people. And I let me try and give an example here. Okay, so say. Um, Say my resentment is with Kyle. We've already went through the first, you know, he thinks he's better than me. We went through. And in the fourth column, maybe the reason why I feel like that is because I wanted something from Kyle. And uh, maybe what I wanted from Kyle is to his acceptance. And I didn't want to create any waves in our friendship. So maybe at Kyle, I had asked me for some honest feedback or something. And I didn't tell Kyle the truth because I was afraid of hurting his feelings and upsetting our relationship. So in that situation, I've been frightened, I've been self-seeking, I've been dishonest, and I've been selfish. I've been all four things by simply trying to manipulate a situation with Kyle. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Did I explain that? So like, 
when I would get to the fourth column, that's how I would write it. And I would write a little bit about each of those things. Yes. I was self-seeking. I wanted Kyle's approval. I was dishonest. I didn't tell Kyle the truth about such and such thing that he asked about. I was frightened. Um, I was afraid of losing a friendship with Kyle mm-hmm. or, you know, and so like that's when I get to the fourth column. Like it's what I see, what I've experienced at least on the sponsor side of things is guys want to write a full page story on the second column about what that fucking asshole did to them. Right. But when it gets to the fourth column and we're looking for our own mistakes, they're pretty vague about things. It's like four words. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so when, you know, like it's important that I try and get that reversed and I don't really give a shit too much about that second column. Right. Let's, let's be pretty specific about the fourth column as best as we can see it. Mm-hmm. Which is that. That's exactly what I do. Okay. Yeah. And when I'm outlining the fourth column, and again, this is where people might have different experiences because some people write a three-column inventory yes. and then in the fifth step, they disclose their their wrongs or yes. whatever. But for me, my belief is that it tells me that inventory is mine, not the other man's. And I perceive that as not my sponsor's either. It's my inventory. So I resolutely look for where I was to blame and for my own mistakes. So I I encourage my guys to go in and find those and yeah. attempt to. And then maybe one day we'll talk about a fifth step. But what I will do is if I'm writing it, I'm looking for those. I'm being specific because, again, if you keep reading our literature references, like we're going to use this list again. Yeah. And so I'm specific in my the wrongs, like my my blame column is what I call it. And like, this is where I was selfish. And I give like a little synopsis of it. And the other thing too is like, um, something I have to, uh, do a better job of as a sponsor is when it it talks about, so like when we're, you know, if you're trying to like add or subtract fractions, you have to get them down to the, a common denominator Mm -hmm. so that you can add and subtract those. Well, our common denominator are self-seeking, selfish, dishonest, and frightened. Right. There's a bunch of shit that comes off of those. Like if I'm in self-delusion, I'm just being dishonest. Or if I'm in self-pity, I'm just being selfish Mm -hmm. or whatever those things. But I need to break those things down if I'm being jealous or something that I'm being self-seeking. Right. Right. So I'm I'm not trying to get to the jealousy. I'm trying to get to the self-seeking. So I'm just asking guys to... Like okay, if it is that, well, then which one of the which one of those four categories does jealousy or envy fit into, or self pity fit into? Right, I do this. Yeah, exactly, and because I believe that those four are my character defects. Right, and anything else stems off of those. Yeah, if I'm impatient, it's because I'm self seeking or whatever. Like anything that goes on in in my life, I can boil down further into one of those four categories. And the reason why that too is I need that to become a little bit of a habit because. We talked. We had our tenth step exploration. Well, it, a tenth step is is um, just a little mini inventory. Yeah, yeah, we're looking for the same things when we get to the tenth step. Yeah, and so, but if we can get good at finding them and establishing that way of doing things in the fourth step, then when we get to the tenth step, we're just reusing the same formula. Exactly. So it's important to understand that. So when you when you go through your your fourth column, what do you, what have you experienced? Um, like, so I can, I, what I'll share is the one thing when I got back this time that the last, the the last time I'd wrote inventory, um, I don't know how many were on there, maybe 18, 20 when I got back and there wasn't one single relationship I had with a person in this world in which I wasn't Mm self-seeking. And when I came to that realization, it was absolutely 
dumbfounding. I was like, no wonder why I can't be honest with anybody or anything if I want something from everybody. Right. And like what that looked like for me was, that, you know, usually I wanted acceptance or I wanted to be liked or I wanted to respect or like say at work, maybe I wanted to be feared or not to be fucked with or, you know, like whatever mm -hmm. the thing was. But I wanted something from everybody in my life. And it just really absolutely blew my mind the way that that self-seeking stemmed some of this other stuff, especially the dishonesty. And, you know, if I can't be honest with other people and if I can't be honest with myself, no wonder I'm living a double life. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? Like what was... Uh, I remember going through inventory, finding out that I have been extremely dishonest in a lot of my life. And uh, so much so that it was, it not only was I dishonest, but I, I would call it delusional because I, I believed the the stuff that I was, I had kind of convinced myself was true that was not true. And I also found out that fear plays a large part in my entire life. Yeah. And um, generally for me, the big thing is that for me, fear generally drives the other stuff yeah. in my experience. Yeah. I'm fearful of this, so then I... I I'm self-seeking as a result type of deal. Like, okay, I'm fearful of this, so then I have to go get this for me to yeah. feel, make me feel okay or whatever. So that is a large part of, of my experience. Um, one thing I did experience, sorry, and I don't want... I, no, keep going. One thing I did experience, though, was... Um, and the, I, when I wrote inventory thoroughly, I felt compelled at that point looking at my own mistakes that I needed to make them right. Mm. Like it was no longer like this idea that these people wronged me. It was at that point I had experienced a bit of a psychic change where I was like, it is obvious I fucked this thing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so then the inventory had the desired effect. Exactly. Right? I, almost like I said, it's like, um, I've spent, spent 40 years thinking that everybody else was to blame for all of this shit in my life. Right. And then when we went down and, and wrote shit out the way it's laid out in here, mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like, uh, literally starting to gain a new perspective on life right yeah exactly and so then i i uh, it's obvious and what's cool is the the next part of her program is a part not not exactly next but a little bit later i'm gonna go make those things right yeah and and i had the uh the awareness at that point that i needed to do that it yeah. was no longer like oh well fuck it yeah. i don't care right <laughs> right it's like when we maybe um you know hit one of those um you know meetings that are with a lot of people that haven't be new new people that haven't had this experience yet, and and then maybe the the topic of amends gets brought up before people have had the benefit of doing this step. Yeah, like, exactly. so I only hurt myself, yeah. or or um, you know, they use the word apology or, or whatever the yeah, case may be. Yeah, 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 and it's like, just hold on, man. Wait till we get wait till we get there. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. go through this. Yeah. More like, a, oh yeah, I already apologized to everybody. Yeah, yeah. We're good now. Yeah. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was very crucial for me to, to see and to put on paper because I get the truth, at least for me. And that was one thing you alluded to is I did ask for direction from, from a power greater than me to, to guide my thinking and help me see the truth. And when I did that, I was able to, to see the truth, which is that I, I have a I've done a lot of wrongs. Yeah, and I like to ask for that help because I just am capable of living in delusion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, once we've knocked that out, right? Yeah, and yeah, one yeah. thing I think is important to discuss to someone that might not not might not have written inventory, 
Um, there, you might have a list of a thousand people, or you might have a list of like nine people, or four, or whatever. You yeah. know, I don't think that that is what should, yeah, be the decisive factor if you wrote a good inventory. Uh, honesty and thoroughness, exactly. Right? Like, and I tell my guys too, because, um, you know, I, I wrote inventory the first time, and everything that came to mind came to mind, and I didn't intentionally hold anything off of it, and. Um, then what would happen as I started to getting through the amends, other things would start popping into my head. Mm-hmm. And it was just simply a matter of going back and writing them down and then adding them to my amends list. Yes. But uh, it doesn't have to be... It, what has to be there is my effort to do it honestly and thoroughly. Yep. If things don't come to mind, it's not a big deal. It's not it's, it's not worth wasting time to make sure that I got everything. Right. Keep it progressing through the program and that shit will come up. Exactly. And what kind of time frame have you taken to write inventory? Uh you know, I did it once. You mean, well, I mean, I've got so many experiences. Yeah. I just, the first time I didn't do it and didn't do it and didn't do it and didn't do it. And, you know, I had a sponsor. I was like, hey, you, you know, that's something you're going to have to do. And I think I, I, I know I went up to the mountains and then and wrote it, that confessional list, mm-hmm. but it wasn't this. And then and then I did it one in a treatment center. And then uh, it usually only takes, you know, I don't know, a day or two. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a matter of sitting down and doing it. Right. I don't think that... Um, pining over it and taking weeks. I mean, to do it, everything that comes to mind comes to mind. It's just a matter of me setting aside time to do it. And it can be done. And, you know, actual writing time, a matter of hours. Yeah. I might space that over a weekend or two. Right. But actual sitting down writing time, a couple hours, man, not Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. My experience is about the same thing. Not more than a week. Yeah. Like it, from the time I've made the decision I'm writing inventory to the time I'm reading a fifth step is within like a seven-day period. Yeah, we've already gone through we agnostics at this point if we're going through the book page by page. And, right. it, you know, it clearly states earlier in the book that God is either everything or God is nothing. And so if I've already made the first three decisions and, I've, and I'm doing this, I'm, I'm not going to... Linger. Yeah, and yeah. be afraid that... Um, you know, it's just like God's with me at this point. Let's just get going. Right. Let's get to get my ass moving. Yep, I agree. So oh, I was going to ask you. You you had talked about. So that's okay. So that's 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 that whole. So we talked about there being three inventories, and that's that first one, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you can think of the in the, in the resentment inventory? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that was a pretty good synopsis of it. Okay, and so then that sort of segues what you talked to, though, about last is that what you really realized was that fear was the really driving force behind all of those other things in your life, right? Yes. So that sort of segues into our next inventory, and uh, it's what you know I just refer to as a fear inventory. Yeah. Um, but our book says... Uh, it says, oh, so in that in that example they gave us in the book on page 68 of the columns, um, next to self-esteem in several of them, the word fear was bracketed in several locations. And uh, our literature says that it touches uh, every aspect of our lives. And um, it says, it talks about like, it, I don't want to read the whole thing. But anyway, it says we ought to, it, it ought to be classed with stealing because we think it, it seems to cause more trouble. And then it gives us more direction. And that direction says, and this is on the top of page 68, I guess, the the diagrams on 60, must be 66. Anyway, um, 
It says, we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment and connection with them. So this is something different. And it tells me to put them on paper. So this is a this is not something to be skipped over. Right. I have to. This is the second part of a three-part inventory. Right. I have yep. to write this shit out. And it says, uh, we, we wrote them, even though we had no con- resentment and connection. And then, so that's what I do for the first column. I write down, and like, um, there's a lot of paradoxical nature to mine. Like, um, I have a fear of being alone, but I have a fear of getting close to people. I have a fear of failure. I have a fear of success. I have a fear of dying alone. I have a fear of dying. I have a fear of living a long time. Like, I don't know. A lot mm-hmm. of them are super contradictory or paradoxical right. towards one another. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that first column, I break it down into columns. Is just uh, what your what is your fear? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, do you column this or? Sometimes I have. Sometimes, yeah. uh, like I just wrote wrote them all down, mm-hmm. and then took that and then took that to my sponsor and was like, "These are all the things." Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, that's all self reliance, you know," and just sort of laid it out for me like that. Okay. Um, what I do with my guys is I column them because I want them to. Go right. through this. Okay. So what do you do in your in your in your second column? Okay. The second column it says uh, we asked ourselves why we had them, mm-hmm. and then so then I asked them to like think about those fears and ask yourself why we had them. And like I can talk from my example again, like um, you know, a fear of um, a failure, failure got me some unwanted attention, right? If I failed, I got some unwanted attention that I didn't really like, and I just didn't didn't want the self-image of myself as being a failure, and so I had that fear of failure. And, okay. and then I also had a fear of success, and if I look at that, why I had a fear of success is I didn't really like a lot of responsibility that came with success and pressure mm-hmm. and expectations that other people might have of me, and so that was a f- why I had a fear of success. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I look at the second column, and I ask myself why, they ha- why I have those fears, and... Okay. Yeah. And then the third column says, wasn't it because self-reliance had failed us? Mm-hmm. And then, so then I look at like, why, why, why try, where, where trying to manage those fears has manifested in my life. Right. And so if I'm just using the last example of the fear of failure and fear of success, what that did is it kept me as like a C and D student where I wouldn't have too many pressures and expectations, but I wouldn't be completely failing. Mm-hmm. And so it just kept me living life in the middle of the road, never trying to achieve, never really going beyond just C's and D's. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your fear of failure drives you to not give up and just quit school right. or whatever. Right. But your fear of success drives you to not give it your all. That's correct. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. And so then that's where self-reliance had failed me because in an effort to manage both of those things, I got neither of those right. things and just sort of wandered through life. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you do as a result of, of, of at that point? Like you go, okay, so this is what my fear is. This is why I think I have it. This is how I can identify what self-reliance has gotten me to. Is, is that, Do you do anything more? Um, no, usually that's all I've got to that because then there's a prayer below that. Okay. And, uh, it says, it it talks a little bit about the way that, um, you know, what, what talks about now we're on a different plane and we're relying upon God now. And then, um, at towards the, it talks about men of faith having courage 
And then it says, um, we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to, uh, to what he would have us be. And then it gives me a, a result of that is that at once we commence to outgrow fear. Okay. So once I've got all those fears on, once I've looked at all those things, usually I think as part of a, more of the after a fifth step kind of thing, mm-hmm. I instruct my sponsees to say that prayer okay. as part of the other stuff they're doing. Yeah. Because it tells me at the end of that fear inventory to ask God. Okay. What What do you do? What's your experience? Um, my, I do a, I don't call them it, but I tell them my advice. And this is where we differ a little is I tell them to write down their fears and why they think they have them. And then in a fifth step, we talk about self-reliance in those fears. That's really the only difference. But it's a similar thing, though. We talk about it in the same way. And I, and in, the reason why is because for me, I, I've tried having them write down what self-reliance is. And in my inventory, I write, I wrote down how self-reliance has failed me. It's just hard to uh, like quantify on, like put it on paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, it ends up being a bit of a lengthy. Yeah. Too much to write. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, for me, like I have a fear of not being good enough just at, at anything. And, and to write how self-reliance has manifested in that is a lengthy thing because it's like, well, I, yeah, I have a fear of not being good enough. So then I try to overcompensate for not being good enough by X Y Z buying nice clothes and pretending right. I have more money than I do and and doing all of these things that make it appear that I am good enough because of my own preconceived idea of what good enough <laughs> is that right. I don't reach. And then I get into this huge and trying to write all of that yeah, down is yeah, kind yeah, of a lengthy yeah. thing. Yeah, so no, that makes sense. So I. For me, I just disclose that in, yeah. in, in, but when, with my, my sponsor now, when I did fear inventory, we just kind of talked about the fear and why I think I have them. And then it was like kind of a little more like obvious, like, yeah. oh yeah, like it's pretty obvious for me. Like I am, I have this fear and I'm trying to overcome it like me by myself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm trying to exert my will into this to overcome it. Right. And and clearly that doesn't work. And yeah. that was basically what my sponsor had said was, well, clearly that that hasn't worked in that, right? And it's like, yeah, obviously. Oftentimes it even causes the thing that I was afraid of to actually manifest it, in my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm afraid of being ending up alone. So then I overcompensate by smothering so-and-so with affection and this and all of this. And she's like, dude, you are a fucking <laughs> right. possessive freak, man. Yeah. Get away from me. Yeah. You know, And then it ends up causing the thing that I was afraid of yeah. by me trying to exert my will and make it happen and avoid it. Yes. So, so yeah, it's we're 50 minutes into this know, thing. Dude. We haven't even talked about it. What, Sex what, misconduct. What, what should, should we do? Should we just go for it? Do you think we can get it done in 10 minutes? Yes. Okay. Shoot. So, okay, no, now I that think our fear I, inventory is I done. I think that, yeah, now, okay, so that's the fear inventory. I think that I've described how I do those first two inventories. I okay. Think our listeners would enjoy hearing you. <laughs> I thought this your, was your podcast. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, we phased you out. We've <laughs> talked about me and the first two inventories. Right. <laughs> and now that there's a third one that, um, and the, like the, the other thing too, just on, a, on like a sidebar, um, a lot of times, 
a lot of people I've, I've talked to or had experience with, they've all done a resentment inventory. What I see with um, people that maybe have been in and out and stuff like that is not everybody has done a fear inventory and even less have done the sex conduct inventory. Mm-hmm. Or it's called a sex inventory, but really what we're going to be t- looking at is our misconduct, basically. Right. And so, um, you know, like the people out there that maybe have had that experience, you know, there's directions in the book. Um I don't know, maybe somebody to find, but anyway, I just I, I see I see a lot of people that have and and me like that was me that first time when I was twenty. I, I definitely did not do a sex inventory. Mm-hmm. So like this is a thing. It's in our book. It's you know I I don't place any more importance on any of the three inventories. There's just a there's a there's a column there's a diagram in our book about the resentment inventory. There's not about the other two inventories. Right. But it says clearly we wrote this stuff down. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read our our, our sex okay. inventory yeah. instruction really quick. So it goes on to say like, okay, many of us need an overhauling and then it talks about different points of view around sex and everything like that, which again I emphasize to the guys I'm working with, this is not a confessional or a list of people that's the last thing we're looking for. What we're looking for is our conduct towards those people. And so then it says, we reviewed our conduct over the years past. And where had we been selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? Whom had we hurt? Did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where were we at fault? What should we have done instead? We got all of this down on paper and looked at it. So it tells us right there we're writing this stuff down. Boom. So it's an inventory. If I could drop this microphone, I would. You would. So, okay, so for me, I even though it comes second, I have them write down whom they had done misconduct with first. Yes. As weird as that is. No, it's... Because it I just makes like, more sense. The last time I took somebody through, I was like, okay, and then this, and then this, and I was like, wait, no, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. You so put the who first. Yep. So I just have them write down who who it is. And again, this isn't going to be just a list of people that you you have had interactions with. It is just going to be a list of people where your conduct was selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate towards right. them. Right. So I have them write down the first column who, and then the second column. Where were they selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. And then the third column is, did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Yeah. And that is in their life. That's how I perceive it. Yes. Where did I arise jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness in that person's life? Yes. Not in, where was I jealous? Yes. Yeah. And like an example of me, because like um, I'd been married for a lot of my last several inventories, so there wasn't like... But like one thing that I had to look at is even though I'd been with the same partner a lot a long time, like especially when I was out drinking and drugging, um, I, I I was um, I, I always remained faithful to Amber, and like I sort of even almost took pride in that. But I used to hang out with a lot of girls, mm-hmm. and uh, me in my dumminess, I was like, I never cheat on my wife. I'm an amazing husband, right. but like. Poor Amber just saw me hanging out with, you know, maybe if it was somebody I was doing drugs with or, you know, if we were out drinking and she was like, you know, that would make her, that would unjustifiably arouse suspicion, jealousy, or bitterness. Right. right? So if I'm looking at that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Did I cheat on my wife? No. Did I cause all of those things? Absolutely. Exactly. And that's where our conduct is reviewed. Correct. And so we look at those things and then it says... uh, where were we at fault, which to me, I generally just synopsis up with 
the first two columns or yeah. the sec two column and three column. Yeah, it's of, almost a little redundant there. So what I do is in in the fourth column, I just have them put down what would you do instead. Yeah, and the, which it tells us to do. Right. It says where were we at fault? What should we have done instead? Yeah. And so I just have them do like where are they at fault is column two where you were selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate, mm-hmm. and you were unjustifiably arousing those things. That's where you're at fault. The last column again a four column inventory the last part there is what would you have done instead yeah and so then we go through that and again fearless and searching and so i'm looking at all of my behavior some of these people i may have had interactions with some of these people i did not but i still was unjustifiably arousing stuff in their lives or i was inconsiderate towards them or whatever it was that's kind of how i navigate through it um and then we put it all down on paper and looked at it. And then once, do we need to talk about those parts anymore? Because then I'm going to talk about the next. No, go ahead. Okay, so once once we have all of that down, right, and I've gotten all of that down, it says in this way we should try to shape a sane and sound ideal for our future sex life. Yeah. And we subjected each relation to this test. Was it selfish or not? And so for me, I after we've done that inventory and they say they're done, I have my guys go write down, physically write, a sane and sound ideal for their future life yeah. with a relationship. I do too. It, it, I mean, it tells us in this way we shaped our sound because uh, a, a lot of times behaviors get sort of repeated. But if we can get something we're, shoot, we, we're shooting at, and then it tells us later in the book anyway, if we're having trouble achieving this ideal, that we ask God for help exactly. in achieving this ideal but which ideal are we talking about well the one we've written down because yep. it told us that we that, that based on all, we've just looked at all of our misconduct and seen what does not work in our lives mm-hmm. so based on that we should shape an ideal going forward that's not those things yes and let's write it down and ask god to help us grow towards that correct yeah and then the one last thing that i talk about is this is the only place in in all of inventory where it talks about we must be willing to make amends unless it will cause more harm. Yes. In resentment inventory, it does not say that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of people are like, well, that'll cause more harm. And it's like, yeah. that wasn't in that part of the inventory right. where yeah. that's the direction. Yeah. So I've been found that to be too applicable unless, you know, like, um, you know, a person that's really still reeling from the things that we've done over right. a long, you know, yep. like, and then it's just best to let those sleeping dogs lie and there's find there's at least a way to make indirect amends with those things too but not to get too far right off the topic but yeah correct so, yeah so that basically this conduct this inventory i'm looking at my conduct towards the opposite sex or towards my partners and reviewing that seeing my my faults identifying them and then trying to shape a new ideal to how i want to be in relationships and like people talk about finding inventory or finding um, patterns a lot in inventory, but that's the one I think where I found the most patterns is I'm just like the way I interact with the opposite sex my entire life from the time I hit adolescence until, you know, now it just, yeah you know, well, not so much anymore because I've been through you know, the inventory. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but prior to, it was just all the same shit over and over again. So you're, what is, and this is one thing where I, there's a lot of people that I've never even, that I know that have never even done a sane and sound ideal. What does yours look like? Um, do you write down uh, just like, this is what I want to be and just like a novel, like a paragraph or like a page? Okay. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, like being more attentive to my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that, um, 
you know, when I was all consumed with self, I had nothing left to give and nothing left for her, right. you know, and like, uh, she needs that reassurance, you know, when I yeah. talk about, you know, arousing, you know, on suspicion or bitterness, I don't know. You know anyway. Um, yeah. Like, and she's, you know, been honest enough to tell me what she needs, you know, mm-hmm. some kind touches and hugs and you know, yeah. just some attention and stuff like that. And right. so, uh, most of my ideal revolved around like doing those things and, you know, being a more present husband and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mine, I wrote off of, um, I guess, like principles I would like to see in, in my relationship, mm-hmm. like honesty and, and like, not just, I guess not just that, but like ideas that I would, that I want to grow towards. Yeah. Like having a friendship in a relationship and not just a physical attraction towards someone, which I, Megan and I grow towards, you know, Megan's my best friend today, right. you know, yeah. and like things like that, that I have kind of, I identified with like a principle or an idea that I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I would like to see and like grow towards. Yeah. And like it, what I found is they're like the opposite of what I was doing. Yes. So like I'm shaping a new idea off of, like I was not always honest and now I want to be honest yes. and I, uh, I had never had a friendship and now I do. And I, you know, I had never had a relationship that had a, a spiritual nature to it. And now we do. And things like that. Yes. You know, like it's like me, me wanting to be different. And I identify where I was fell short. And now I want to grow towards that and, and being more compassionate. And grounded in reality, too. Not like I'm writing a personal ad for, yeah, you know, right. like, these yeah. are the things that I... That know. I'm desperate for. But, yeah. like, yeah, I want to be more compassionate because I have been so full of myself that I don't think about other people. So, yeah. like, I don't really care about your problems because yeah. I have my own. Yeah, but, And that's not how I want to live anymore. No, my poor wife, uh, you know, was <laughs> literally telling me everything that she needed and that I wasn't doing, and I couldn't hear any Right. It. it was a... You know, she, she'll talk about it if she ever comes on here. But yeah. I mean, it, it caused a lot deeper problems than, mm-hmm. you know, maybe could be even, I don't know. Anyway. Like quantified. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's that's my experience with that is I, I found where I was falling short regardless, right? A common themes. This is where I'm falling short regardless of who. Yeah. I'm, I'm full of me. You know and what? I'm dishonest and I'm not passionate and I'm, you know, things like that. So. What, what's, what was a common theme about what, you know, whatever, whatever it was, whether it was, um, you know, a, a, a relationship or a long-term relationship or, you know, maybe a one night thing. Well, well, the common theme was that I just use women to feel better about myself. Right. right. I'm completely fucking empty inside mm-hmm. and I'll use that by whatever means. Right. To like try and fill myself up. And exactly. Like it's just not fair to do to people. Right. It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a complete overhauling in, in that inventory there. Yeah. So my, my sponsor, uh, when I showed him, he was like, <laughs> that's your inventory? I was like, yeah. He goes, normally it's like four or five things. I was like, yeah, well, I wasn't very good <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> to anyone ever. Right. So, yeah. So, all right. We're an hour and two minutes in. We probably need to get yeah, out of here. Yeah, we got so. another one lined up. So this will either be out today or it might be out in the middle of the week. Like Wednesday, I yeah, think. Probably. I say we release our guest. Yeah, first. Okay. All right. So um, real quick, we have a we have an email. Again, shout out to uh, John C. for hooking us up with an email this week. Our address is recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And anybody looking to find um, our uh, our podcast can find it on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music and any, any and just about all the platforms. As far as we know, we're not on we're not on 
YouTube, um, but on all Maybe. of these other platforms. Maybe someday. Someday when Kyle builds a studio in my basement. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And cool. <laughs>